What will happen during the time that is commonly called the millennial reign of Christ? We can read in the Word of God uh, what is written about that time in the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the Word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Every time I read the Word of God, I learn something new. And I've read that verse over and over again many times, and I just learned something new. When you read that verse, you might learn something new when you read it again. Revelation 20, verse 4. I'll say it again uh, in a succinct way. Those beheaded for the witness of Jesus will live and reign with Christ a thousand years. And I'll tell you exactly what will happen. Before this time, God will be in Israel again. God said in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 43, verse 7, And he said unto me, Son of man, the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet, where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. And my holy name shall the house of Israel no more defile, neither they nor their kings, by their whoredom, nor by the carcasses of their kings. in their high places. So I'll say it again. Son of man, the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. This is at the temple of Ezekiel. It's not a metaphorical place. It's not a symbolic representation of Jesus Christ. It is the everlasting habitation of God in a way. God has chosen to dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. The temple will be built in less than a year. The commandment will go forth to restore and build Jerusalem. And then, seven years later, the temple will be built. The Lord, after some things happen, will be there. I will be known as Messiah the Prince. And for 62 years, God will be there nearly every day, twice per day. And after the first resurrection, God will be there again. During the time when the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the devil are in the temple, the Lord might not be there. During the great and dreadful day of the Lord, the Lord might not be there. And after, for a short while, until the false prophet and the beast are cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, the man you might call the Antichrist cast alive with the false prophet, both alive, cast alive into the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. And then the devil cast into hell after being bound in a great chain After those times, then the Lord might dwell in Israel, in the temple again. The Lord will dwell in Israel, in the temple again. God said, 
the place of my throne, and the place of the soles of my feet, where I will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. At this time, Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel, was being shown the temple, the temple we now call Ezekiel's temple, as it is written in the book of Ezekiel, in the Holy Bible, the perfect word of God. Before that time, I will speak to God's children, and all in the earth will hear my words. A time will come when the whole world, the whole earth, is filled with the knowledge of God. The prophecies will be fulfilled. Some that we've been waiting for thousands of years since the time Jesus walked on the earth, since the time of the prophets, since the time of Daniel, since the time of Malachi, the time of Jeremiah and other prophets of God. After the great and dreadful day of the Lord, in Israel, there will come a time known as the time of the community. I'd like to read to you from the perfect word of God, written by God and spoken by God. It is the word of God, which reads, The master shall teach the saints to live according to the book of the community rule that they may seek God with a whole heart and soul and do what is good and right before him as he commanded by the hand of Moses and all his servants the prophets that they may love all that he has chosen and hate all that he has rejected that they may abstain from all evil and hold fast to all good, that they may practice truth, righteousness, and justice upon earth, and no longer follow, and no longer stubbornly follow a sinful heart and lustful eyes, committing all manner of evil. At that time, as we all hopefully know, we can call God Master and no other man. And at that time, I will be called Master as well, and it will make sense. And I might talk about that soon in the future. The master shall teach the saints to live. Those that are beheaded for the witness of Jesus, I think are the men that will be called saints. And the master shall teach the saints to live according to the book of the community rule. This is the book of the community rule. The words that I'm reading to you right now. So at this time, today, the day that you hear the uh, hear my voice, the words of this podcast, the words that I speak. On this day, it is not yet time for the community in Israel. The temple hasn't been built and the Lord isn't yet there. But for the next approximately 69 and a half years, I will try to prepare men and women in Israel men and women who might live in the community who might live in Israel 
or anywhere in the whole earth. And many of you who hear this podcast, no matter where you live, or your children, or your children's children, or their children, might think to come and live in Israel. A time might come when they hear that in Israel, everything's better. And those that hear might ask why. Why in Israel is it better? And we might say, the law is fulfilled. In Israel, we hear the word of God. According to the judgments of God, slaves are set free. In Israel, captives are freed. In Israel, there is no jail and no prison. Murderers will be put to death the same day that they murder. There won't be a six-month trial or a one-year trial with multiple juries. Murderers will be put to death that day. Men who rape will be put to death that day. Those that claim to be God or worship someone who isn't God will be put to death that day. Men that lie with men as a woman lieth with mankind will be put to death that day. You might hear that everything's better in Israel. And you might ask, why? And I might say, we fulfill the law, God's law. We don't add to it. We don't take away from it. In Israel, we speak the word of God and we hear God's word. We remember the Sabbath and keep it, hopefully. And in Israel, I'll teach men and women to remember the Sabbath and how to keep it. As it is written, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. In Israel, I will do things that no man has ever done. And God will do things that he's never done before. God will gather his people, Jews and Gentiles. God will raise the whole house of Israel from the dead, according to the word of the prophet Ezekiel. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, David will be their king. King David, who lived thousands of years ago, will be king again in Israel. Jesus Christ, the one and only, will be there. And he might say again, take heed that no man deceive you. They might ask Jesus many questions, and he might say again these words which he has spoken before. Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Jesus Christ, the one and only, will be in Israel again. He is already in the earth. He has been born again. He is a small child, and next year he will be one year old. The twelve apostles will be there. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, Leah, and Rachel will be there. The fathers of the twelve tribes will be there. Every prophet that I'm about to name will be there. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. They will all be there. Moses will be there. Noah will be there. And other men that you've heard of, St. Thomas Aquinas will be there. Very soon, he will be born again. And next year, he will be one year old. If, uh, if he's born before the end of the year, this year. Every king who was ever king in Israel will be there, except for Saul, who is in hell. 
Saul is the king that the people chose. Every other king is a man called and chosen by God, men worthy to be king. These men might be the most worthy men to be king among all who have ever lived. They might be among the most worthy to be king. And King David will be king in Israel again. You might hear the words of Jesus Christ, the words he speaks when he is 10 years old. You might hear them on Instagram. <laughs> you might hear him again when he's 11 years old, once, and 12 years old, twice, 13, 14, 20 years old, over and over again. He won't die on the cross again. He's died once. He doesn't need to die on the cross again. And so after the great and dreadful day of the Lord, during the time that is often called the millennial reign of Christ, there will be the community. What does that mean? In Israel, I will teach men what it means to be holy. How to be holy. I will teach them how to be perfect. I will teach them how to live. It's not a sin to live in the earth. It's not a sin to live as a spirit in heaven. And it's not a sin to live in the earth again. God made us. God gave us life. And it is not a sin to live. And many who have lived in Israel or in other places in the earth... have waited thousands of years to live again in the earth. God has done amazing things. We might think that after we die, we go to heaven and that's it forever and ever. And that is not true. God can do all things. God is absolutely amazing. And God always does new things. No one can predict what God will do. No one. Only God knows what he'll do. And during this time, I will teach men the difference between the holy and the profane. To discern the difference between the clean and the unclean. I will teach them how to be perfect. I will raise Jesus Christ and some of the apostles as children. And they will speak God's word. Prophets will speak God's word. And for those of us that choose to be near the place where God is, where the Lord is, we might choose to move to Israel. When the Lord is there, The place of his throne, the place of the soles of his feet, where he will dwell in the midst of the children of Israel forever. A time will come when you know his holy name, his secret name, a name which no man in the whole earth knows except for me, the most venerable name. I, after the devil's cast into hell and those that are beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, who are raised from the dead as part of the first resurrection, 
who live and reign with Christ a thousand years, I will teach the saints to live. According to the book of the community rule, that they may seek God with a whole heart and soul and do what is good and right before him, as commanded by the hand of Moses and all his servants, the prophets, that they may love all that he has chosen and hate all that he has rejected, that they may abstain from all evil and hold fast to all good, that they may practice truth, righteousness, and justice upon earth and no longer stubbornly follow a sinful heart and lustful eyes, committing all manner of evil. I will teach the saints to live. For a thousand years I will teach the saints to live, and they will learn God's law, his judgments. They will learn about justice, righteousness, hope, faith, peace, trust in God, and love for God. They will learn the word of God. Many of them, hopefully all, will become men of skill and ability, including the women. Learned and intelligent men. Wise men. Learned and intelligent women. Wise women. Women of skill and ability. Men and women of renown. I will not disappoint them. At that time, those uh, that are nearest to me might hear me speak every day. Every day I'll be at the temple, at least twice per day. And uh, at lunchtime, uh, there will be something that I now call lunch with the Messiah. But um, at that time, we might call it the pure meal of the congregation. The, the food will be pure. It might be somewhat holy as well. It might be somewhat holy, very clean food, food God made, grown by holy men and holy women. Uh, they don't make it holy. God uh, does these amazing things. But um, it'll be clean, and uh, those that are there will better understand these things. I can't explain it all in this podcast. Another time I might. So if you have some confusion about it, it's just because I didn't explain it. And I might do that another time. And that means those that come to this meal, who, and I might be there six or seven days per week, including on the Sabbath, possibly, if God allows it can hear me speak and here's how it will go uh we will sit among men and women of skill and ability learned and intelligent men and women among us might be prophets of god abraham jesus christ apostles the fathers of the 12 tribes isaac or jacob kings and queens possibly princes and other men and women of renown, wise men and wise women. Some might be men and women of very great renown. And I will stand before the meal before we eat and extend my hand over the food and speak a blessing. First, a blessing of God, maybe blessings of others, and praise of the Lord, a prayer. And I might speak some of my words while we begin to eat. I might say, Blessed be the Most High God, possessor of the heaven and the earth, who in the beginning made all things. The fruit of the earth 
grows because of God, and he provides the fruit of the earth in great abundance for all his children. I might speak of God's marvelous works. I might speak of his mighty deeds. I'll speak of him, and I'll speak praise of the Lord. He is God. The Lord is his name. And all things are his. And for his pleasure, they are and were created. I might say a prayer. And those that come to this meal might hear my words every day. At that time, there might be millions of men and women living in Israel, plus children. At that time, once per year, men and women from every nation might come and keep the Feast of Trumpets. Once per year. A time might come when we expand and create two more courts, like a courtyard, not a, not a legal court, not like a law office. Not like a courthouse, but like uh, courtyards uh, that are very large, so more men and women can come during certain times of year when there might be a great many at the temple who think to come during the holy days, who understand them because they've heard my words and the word of the Almighty God. So I'll teach men and women about God, about righteousness. In Israel, will have something amazing where they can learn about everything in Israel. This is one of my hopes. That's not a promise yet. I want to call it the Israel Data Hub with all of the Israel knowledge, how to make everything in Israel, how to do every profession, every trade, so that every man or woman who hopes to work can, in a day, learn about carpentry and work the next day. Learn about blacksmithing and work the next day. Learn all the laws in Israel. They might have a question. I hope that in Israel, we never have any taxes. Zero percent tax rate in the whole nation. Forever and everlasting. There might occasionally, from time to time, be a big project in the nation, and they might think to pay a few dollars. And if we do a tax, then it would be a voluntary tax only. I might just personally pay to have things done in the nation zero taxes. It is my hope to do a podcast on this soon. Uh, it is my hope that if a man works seven hours per day, five days per week, that the man gets paid enough money that he can buy food and clothes, that his wife can buy food and clothes for seven children, for him and her, and that she never has to work if she doesn't want to. If a woman wants to learn to do woodwork, or sewing, to bake clay, or to do anything else, it can all be learned on the Israel Data Hub for free. The school will be free. We'll remove everything from schooling that doesn't belong. The children can learn, and they can go through all 12 grades of school, and hopefully two, between one and four years. They can do it all, learning how to read and write and sing, math, how to make things. And if I can do this, it will be the best school system in the whole world. Again, I hope to have something called Israel University where they can learn every trade. Every man and woman in Israel can learn every trade in Israel, all for free.
So at that time, men and women might think to come to Israel, and those that are in Israel might think to come to the community. Those that might live in the community might come. If they have a family, they can bring their family. They'll join into the covenant. They'll be a convert. So they'll learn about the um, covenant, a little bit about the laws and other stuff. But they might be the men and women that are the most motivated to uh, learn about holiness, to learn about God, to learn to be holy, to learn about wisdom, and to learn how to be more wise, to learn about righteousness, God's law, God's word, to learn how to be perfect. Those that believe God's word and hope to live in the kingdom of God, his everlasting kingdom, when he makes a new heaven and a new earth. Those that hope to be given everlasting life. Those that hope to be granted admission, granted admission into the kingdom of heaven. Structured and ordered perfectly according to God's everlasting design, his perfect design. And they might learn from me. It will be a peaceful place. Many of us in our lives might have experienced joy or happiness. It's a place where we can experience more joy and more happiness and jubilee, something that few in the earth have ever experienced, if any. But there are many of us, children included, might experience jubilee, which many enjoy even more than happiness. God made it so we can be happy, so we can love he made love and he made jubilee and I like jubilee very much hallelujah it will be a peaceful time God will protect Israel and those that are beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God who are part of the first resurrection they might at that time be given everlasting life even before God makes a new heaven and a new earth. Even before the kingdom of God on earth, even before God dwells in the city of New Jerusalem in the new earth that he will make. According to the word of God written in the book of Revelation, chapter 21. And I will prepare men and women for that time. If you've never heard those words, you can read it in the book of Revelation, chapter 21. It's only one chapter. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful.
And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. This is the uh, city of New Jerusalem. It's absolutely enormous. It's more than a thousand miles tall. 1,245.045954 miles tall. It's the same width in both directions. The width and the length, the width and the breadth and the height of it are equal. More than 1,000 miles by every measure. I've seen it in heaven. It's enormous. And it has 12 gates. And I saw no temple therein. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. When we don't say the word of God as well as we'd like, if we don't say it perfectly, we can say it again. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day. For there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So during the millennial reign of Christ, that's what they call it in the earth. I will teach men and women to live and prepare them for a day of judgment so that after they might be granted admission into the kingdom of heaven and given everlasting life. I believe Jesus Christ can save all men from hell and death. And Jesus Christ can grant men admission into the kingdom of heaven and give them everlasting life. It's the truth. And everyone knows it because I said it. But there's more. After uh, the first resurrection, when many, hopefully, will live and reign with Christ a thousand years, um, <clears throat> there will be men and women born in other nations and in Israel. But in order to enter the community, They have to get past a guardian. He's not a violent man. Uh, he's a man who will um, assess them according to their spirit. So he'll know if they're a liar, if, they, uh, if they're exceedingly wicked. He'll know if they're very evil. He'll know if they're a murderer. He'll know a few things. God will give him the ability to do this. And he'll learn how to assess men according to their spirit. So wicked men and evil men will not be allowed to enter into the community. So it will be far more peaceful. Uh, there will be rules. They're not anything added to God's law, but they're just rules that make sense. If someone wants to be in the community, we can't insult each other intentionally. 
Now, occasionally people accidentally do things like this and then they can apologize and they can uh, talk to each other and there can be peace. They can be peacemakers, everyone who, who uh, does this or who is accidentally insulted. But if someone's inadvertently insult, insulted, then you know they might think to make peace and that's great. But if someone intentionally insults, insults one of us, then uh, they can do penance or they can leave the community. Penance means three months alone and half their food every day. And if they do that, then they can return and not insult us again. It's really important that we don't insult each other intentionally. So in the community, there might be no murder, no rape, few lies, very little theft, hopefully no violence, no one hitting each other, no men or women hitting each other, no men hitting men at work, no men hitting their wives, Spanking children is different. It's not the same. But uh, sometimes men and women do that very violently. And hopefully that won't happen at all. That means it's a safe place for children to grow up. No men that lieth with mankind as a man might lieth with womankind. For all who do so are abomination. Not one. So it will be a peaceful place and a pleasant place where we don't even insult each other. At least not often. And when there's um, none of those things, when we take those things away, what's left? Now, there might be more joy, hope, happiness, love, kindness, mercy, compassion, gentleness, peace, laughter, humor, jokes, fun, music. We can still do a huge variety of things. In fact, we can probably do more things than we did before. There might be lots of joy and we might stand among men and women of great renown, men and women of renown, men and women of skill and ability, men and women that are learned, learned and intelligent, learned and intelligent men and women. We might stand among prophets, apostles, Jesus Christ, saints, wise men and wise women, men and women of renown. A place where we can be married and know that if a woman marries a man there or a man marries a woman, they might be kind and peaceful. If men want to choose to learn war and practice with swords and spears, we can practice among men and women who might carry them every day and we know they're not going to try to murder us, even though those men might be strong as fuck and bold as a lion and righteous men that we can trust women we can trust and if a woman wants to learn those things as well she can there's nothing preventing it a place where any man or any woman can speak the word of god at any time a place where there are almost no laws probably no taxes only the law of god the judgments of god and also a place very near to the temple of god in a place known as the sanctuary the sanctuary is a unique word. For me, I think about something that you might think is practical. It is near the temple of God. And I think every place where God is ought to be a place, a place that is clean, a place that is perfect, a place that is holy. Where God is, it ought to be clean. 
And so the sanctuary, the area near the temple, where the community is, as it will be in the sanctuary, is a place that will be clean. No litter, not piles of trash all over the ground, no plastic bags and plastic water bottles strewn about, but a place that is clean, where the men and women bathe themselves and their bodies are clean. And if we shake hands or touch them on the shoulder, we know that we're clean and they're clean. A place where there might be little or no disease, perhaps none at all. We're a place where we're protected by God and he keeps us healthy and safe, where he makes us strong, where he strengthens our hands and steadies trembling knees. A place where we're safe. A happy place. There's a lot more that will happen. And it's amazing because um, God is amazing. And our Father is a God of faithful promises. And it will be amazing. It will be an amazing time. And I hope that if you've sinned, that you repent of all your sins. I hope that you love God. That if required, that you circumcise the foreskin of your heart. And that you reject all wickedness and choose all righteousness. And one day... I might see you in Israel.